This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. And we are going to do an NFL Draft edition of the podcast today. Wow, wow, wow! The NFL Draft has finished up. There was, of course, Purdue representation, and so we wanted to talk about that. We're going to do that in the second half of the show. But first, Casey, I have an NFL Draft-related question for you that I think will dovetail nicely into our discussion of these Purdue uh, draft picks and undrafted free agent signings. You know I love Dove and I love Tail. Let's go. I'm going to not touch that. Uh, So pretend for a moment that you are an NFL prospect. Quarterback. Sure. You can be whatever position you want. Quarterback. And it is draft day. Yep. Which organization do you want to draft you? Oh, now I don't want to be a quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I think I'd have a lot of fun playing for Andy Reid. So Kansas uh, City. Yeah. You're, you're a Super Bowl contender. So the only problem is I don't think I'd want to live in Kansas City. So See, yeah. that's, a, that's a big part of my consideration, too. Yeah. So I guess, what, L.A. Rams? They were good. Yeah. Honestly, no. I'd like to go play for the Chargers. Why? Just because the uniforms are cool? The uniforms are cool. Uh, Herbert's awesome. They are definitely in Super Bowl consideration for the next decade to 15 years. Um, their coach is awesome, and they have a really good team, and the uniforms are dope. Yeah, and yeah. San Diego, uh, I hear nice things. I hear nice things as well. I've never been, and I've, I'm an NFL player. I can afford San Diego. So. Oh yeah, you can you can afford wherever you live. One one of the things that you mentioned that would be a key for me is where would you actually want to live? I mean, you don't have to live in the city where you play, but you're likely Close. going to want to stay around there. Um, so I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. My uncle played in the NFL. Um, you know, decades ago, uh, and he played for the Buffalo Bills, Ooh. and so they lived in. Yeah, him and his not his wife, high my, on the list. Him and my uh, aunt lived in Buffalo, and apparently it was not a great place uh, to live. What and position? so uh, he he was on defense. He was at like a linebacker, defensive end position. How long did he play? Um, I want to say four to five years. That's not bad. No, is that like while you made a lot of money at the NFL, or was it before that? It was before that, unfortunately Damn. for for him. Uh, <laughs> that's why he's the second favorite uncle. Yeah, yeah. So that's why uh, that's why after he left the NFL, he went and sold insurance. So um, you know, you, you gotta sometimes yeah. you sometimes you have to get up what you're good at just to uh, follow your dreams, like insurance. That is, I think that's really everyone's dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was the 109th. I'm looking it up because I didn't know the number of pick. He was the 109th overall pick in the 1976 NFL draft. Not bad. Uh, started 14 games in Pretty the night in his in his rookie year. Okay. Intercepted two passes, recovered three fumbles, and was the Bills I, rookie Bills rookie I of the year. I say that that's not nothing. Yeah. So uh, played from 76 to 79, but again he was stuck in Buffalo, and it's cold. 
and they play football yeah. in the cold weather time. So very cold, lots of snow. Um, you know, and, and good chicken wings, good, good chicken wings. You might have heard of those things called buffalo wings. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was he, but you know, they're actually played, made of chicken living. They are made. The of name chicken. is uh, it, geographical sort of the, in nature. Yeah, it's sort of the Jessica Simpson chicken of the sea is this chicken or tuna situation. I you know no, he, that's way dumber. They're both dumb. <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, for me, it, it would be great to go to a city that you actually want to live in. What's your answer? I, I'm see, I've I'm gone back and forth because I love New York. Uh, but you don't really, want to play football in New York. Well, but here's the thing. They don't play in New York. They it's play in Jersey. New Jersey. So you're like, is that really what I want to do? Um, I really don't want to play football in the cold. Maybe that's okay. me. I mean, no, I we know that. how I, I feel about going yeah, to football you, games you in the cold. You don't like watching them in the cold. Right. So I don't think you'd enjoy playing them in the cold. It's better to play than watch. Well, right. You you at least would stay a little right. bit warmer as you're you know mm-hmm. moving around versus standing in a crowd. Yeah, but I still don't want to choose it. Like you have to do stuff. Like what are you going to do in the winter while while you're trying to get away from football for a little bit? Like it's going to be cold. There. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think you make an excellent point. And you're, I thought you were a Buccaneers fan. You don't want to go play for your team? Well, here's the th- – I'm trying to take fandom out of it. I, I mean, I would think Tampa is is a decent city to live in. Uh, I've spent a little time there. I've been to a Buccaneers game. Great stadium. But you I'm going to go play to... with Brady, your favorite player of all time. <laughs> oh, God. He's your favorite That's... player of all time. He brought you a Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> he brought me a Super Bowl. He is not my favorite player of all time. Uh but it's just, do you really want to go and live in Florida? That's the question you have to ask yourself. It, it is a real question. Um, and it's a hard question. It is. How how often are you going to be accosted by Florida man while you're down there? I assume you live in a rich place where Florida man is not allowed in. True, true. But you also got to think of, you got hurricanes that are going to come I don't want to live with crocodile. Then. Well, fair. That's a good point, too. Because they're just everywhere. Yeah. Snakes, poisonous snakes. We're both from Indiana. Didn't really have to worry about spiders or snakes. No. Like, they're no. scary just to be scary, but, like, in other places, you have to legit worry about it. Well, yeah. The worst, I mean, of course, not in America, but, I mean, if you go and live in Australia, mm. basically everything is trying to kill you if you live there. I th- I think Denver would be nice. Yes, Denver. That is an excellent choice. Although, again, you're running into the weather issue there. A little bit of weather. At least there's mountains and stuff. Yeah. And weed. <laughs> I don't like weed, but it's it's there. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Seattle would be nice, even though you 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 got yeah. rain. I've never been to Seattle. Uh, I I've never either, but it seems like a really nice place to live. I, I had a friend who lived up that direction and really enjoyed it. So I, I think now now you're on a podcast, so obviously you have aspirations to be famous. If you're in L. A. <laughs> if you're in L. A., you've got a lot more tags to yeah. uh, celebrities and yeah. all that stuff. That's you exactly can go be it. on shows. The, the reason I'm doing this podcast <laughs> is to is to hopefully pitch my pilot. Uh, to someone in, in L.A. so I can get on a TV show. <laughs> the lawyer j- yeah. I just wanted to write for SB Nation. Exactly. It's it's going to be... You're one of like, like 40, so... It, which is weird. I'm it amazed weird. at the number of lawyers who write for SB Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pilot pitch is going to be... It's, he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he goes to court during the day. He's a public defender mm-hmm. during the day. Uh, but during the night, he has a private detective agency, and he goes out to oh. try to solve the crimes. Oh, and then you do a podcast about the crimes he solved? Exactly. I love it. Because we live in a culture where you have to have five jobs, right. so it's going to be great for him. How are you going to be a superhero, though? Where, at what point do you wear the cape? In court? Uh, season that would season cool. three. Can you season wear it in, in only the court, though? No, in fact, I have to wear it out of the court only, because I don't want people to know who I really am. Uh, too predictable. Uh, well... 
I, I, I was trying to get, I was trying to help make it stand out. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get you on the writing staff and we can have you in the pitch <laughs> meetings. So, uh, so you're choosing LA. No, I'm, yeah, well, oh, they are in or LA San Diego. Now. Yeah. They're, well, they're yeah, not I in guess, San Diego anymore. They uh, are yeah, the Los right. Angeles Chargers. That is just so stupid. It's that, weird. Also, I'm amazed you didn't choose Vegas. Um, so I've never been to Vegas. Uh, I I don't think I'm the kind of person that would do well in Vegas. I've been ah. in, I've been <laughs> in a Vegas airport for an hour, and that was enough to know that I'm not going to do well here. I've been to Reno three times, which is you know curious choice, but yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I've never been to Vegas. I it doesn't seem like a place where anyone wants to live. Fair, fair. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think I'm I'm going to go warm weather, I'm going to be a homer, and I'm going to say Tampa. Okay, I mean, Miami's way cooler, but... Yeah, Miami is cooler, but uh, I think Miami's got a lot more going on that it doesn't really interest me as a, as a human being. Uh, so, you know, I'll go with Tampa, and there we go. That That is what Casey and I would do as NFL prospects, which, keep in mind, because you never know when that could happen. We're knocking on the door. You know, I'm, I may be... I may be 36 years old, but my prime NFL days are coming up just around the corner. Look, when I quarterback for my flag football teams down here, a lot of people say, you're pretty good. I heard, you know, I heard it. it the buzz reached all the way <laughs> up to Maryland. So, you know, there's there are people talking. So now that we've got that out of the way, we're going to take a break and we're going to look at the players who actually have NFL futures from Purdue who were either drafted in this week's NFL draft or have signed uh, undrafted free agent deals since the draft has ended. So we'll be right back with you to talk Purdue in the draft. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back. So as promised, this week was the NFL draft. Uh, Purdue had actually three players drafted this year, which uh, pretty good by Purdue standards. You know, it's no Georgia who had, I think, what, four or five uh, defensive players drafted in the first round. But 15 altogether, Ledman. Just That's like a whole team. Yeah. Seven, so, quick, quick hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. This is real quick. If you were in, in your hypothetical, you put us that we're getting drafted. Mm-hmm. If you were a first round prospect, say Karloftis level. Okay. Would you go to the draft? Oh, I'd love to go to the draft. That'd be you so would. fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But what if you have to like, wait? Yeah. And then see, you that's always, the, that's, that's always the uh, choice you have to make. It's, uh, was it, was it Tebow who went all those years back and like, didn't get picked and didn't get picked. And then eventually they Did like, he took go? him. I can't remember who it was. I it seemed like, like he would. Like he's never yeah. walking away from a camera. I'm pretty sure he did. That's and hilarious. I may be, I may be misremembering which player it was, but there was a guy who was in the green room and like, you know, they kept focusing on him, waiting on him to get picked, waiting on him to get picked, and then it went so long without him getting picked that they just like removed him from the green room because it was getting like awkward for everybody involved. I hope it was Tebow. I cannot remember. I'm I'm trying to Google it as I look this up. Well, if um, you know, put it put it in the comments. People listening, we'll check back. Yeah. Um, I don't so, know how to Google that. I'm not, I'm uh, not gonna. Yeah, that's all right. So, uh, as you mentioned, George Kaloptis uh, expected to go in the first round and did indeed go in yeah, the first he did. round. Got a really good landing spot. Yeah, um, he did. Goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, draft the 30th draft pick in the first round, and you can hardly ask 
for a better team to get drafted by right now than the Kansas City Chiefs. Perfect so, situation. I mean, just a perfect spot for him. Yeah, that was a team that uh, needed a couple of impact players on defense. Uh, you know, they are always Super Bowl contenders. Uh, this was, they ended up with quite a few early draft picks thanks to trading Tyreek Hill. And that, that defensive line last year, they traded for Von Miller, who was kind of a rent player for a year. And they've got some decent line talent. Chris Jones is one of the better defensive tackles in the NFL. And now Karloftis gets to fit in with the team with a bunch of good coaches. They develop their players well. They matter. And he is going to, you know, he probably won't play every down, but he is a, you know, pass rushing specialist, pretty good against the run. And now he gets to be on the biggest stage with one of the best teams. And that's a good way to make some money. Get your name out there, have a good time, have a good NFL career, and not too much pressure because you're, you know, a 30th pick. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that that I think stands out for me. You're going to a great team, of course, uh, in the Kansas City Chiefs with, of course, Patrick Mahomes, who is going to probably be there, you know, for 15 more years. But you're also, you're not expected to come in and suddenly be a game changer like so many other first-round picks are. So the pressure is just so much lower on Karloftis. And we've seen how talented he is, how strong he is, how fast he can be. But with other players surrounding him, he's not going to be the focus of double teams or triple teams like he was at Purdue. So you would expect him to be able to come in and, and contribute. And Karloftis is also the first Purdue uh, player to be drafted in the first round since 2011. Casey, do you remember who that was? 2011. Yeah. I'm assuming it was a defensive player. It was. Oh, it was Ryan Kerrigan, probably. There there you go. Exactly yeah. right. So it's fascinating that in the last, you know, 11 in a, well, 11 years, there have been two Purdue first round picks, both of them defensive uh, Does linemen. It seemed like 11 years since Ryan Kerrigan was at Purdue. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, he was, just, he was a beast. He was a beast. Just so 12 years ago. Yeah, but still. So now Karloft is going to go to a team that pretty much is expected to contend to get to the Super Bowl. uh, you know, once again next year, they've got all the pieces in place. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can do. I don't imagine he's going to find himself in a starting spot. But, you know, when I you win- would imagine he plays like a starter. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's he's going to be rotated in there because yeah. the more the more great players you can have on a defensive line, the more the, the fresher your players can be and the more impactful they can be. Yeah, that's just kind of how defensive lines work nowadays. Yeah. yeah. If you're a starter, you're playing 70 percent of the minutes. So, yeah, I, it's a great spot for him. Very happy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely perfect spot for him. He went from being an early teen expected draft pick to talks about him slipping into the second round. So to catch on into the first, you get that fifth year option in your contract. It's a good life. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you you read some of the pre-draft reports on him. They were complaining about like he had short arms, which I understand, which I understand for like a lineman, you need to be able to, you know, push off and get your guy away from you. But I think people focus too much on those little things because players who make plays and actually are productive both in college and the NFL, they don't always fit the exact measurables that you need. And players that have great measurables don't mean it doesn't mean they'll succeed. I mean, Drew Brees was like five eleven and is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. That's an anomaly though. Second round draft uh, well, yeah. quarterbacks don't work like that. Don't. But, but I mean, pretty much every draft uh, grade I've seen very favorable for this pick. Yeah, not just because, for Karloftis, but for the Chiefs as well. Yeah, and mostly because he was taken taken at the end of the first round. I think if you saw a team draft him in the top fifteen, that grade would have been a little lower. But 
Um, you know, great value for the Chiefs, great landing spot for Karloftis. So we look forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, next off the board for the Boilermakers uh, was round three pick, uh, pick number 99 overall, David Bell, drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Ugly uniform. So that oh, boy. Um, look, you can say a lot about the Cleveland Browns, but one thing you cannot say about them is that they're a well-run organization. <laughs> it's uh, getting better. Uh, well, that's a low bar. Like, don't trip over the. They made don't trip the over playoffs the bar last there. year. Oh boy, it's uh. What, what have they made the playoffs like twice since they went back to Cleveland? Yeah, but they've won like two years in a row. I think the first game. <laughs> well, you know, ever since again, uh, Stavansky took over, it's 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 a better spot. It's an interesting spot because the Browns traded away OBJ last year, which seemed seemed crazy. Yeah, I mean, when your player asks out. <laughs> Well, yeah, right, right. What else are you going to do? And then Jarvis Landry left in the offseason. Uh, pretty much that was their receiving core. And uh, the Browns did trade with the Cowboys this year. I believe they gave up a sixth round pick to bring in Amari Cooper. Right. Uh, paying him about $20 million a year. And then it becomes a bunch of interesting guys. Donovan Peoples-Jones, big receiver, uh, not very crisp or agile, hasn't had a ton of sustained success. Anthony Schwartz uh, should be familiar to some Purdue fans. He played on that Auburn team where uh, they shellacked us very fast. Yeah. But not much of an all-around receiver. Jakeen Grant Sr., who is, a, I believe, an interesting hybrid running back wide receiver. So there is a chance that Bell here taken late in the third round. He could easily fit in as the number two option by the time the season starts or as the season progresses. Um Mari Cooper is one of the best around, but also very injury prone. Uh, he seems older than he is. He's only like 26, 27. But it, it's it's an interesting spot. Um, unfortunately, David Bell's going to have to play with Deshaun Watson. Yes. And we're going to have to root for David Bell while, I don't know, morally <laughs> skidding ourselves. Well, it's... <laughs> I do wonder what the NFL is going to do about Deshaun Watson because, yes, the the charges, you know, they didn't bring charges um, against Deshaun Watson. Uh, More women have since come out um, against him claiming uh, sexual assault or other type of harassment charges. And the NFL has shown in the past that they will go after and suspend a player even if no charges are brought. So we don't know what the NFL is going to do with Deshaun Watson. So we don't know <laughs> truly who will be throwing the ball in Cleveland, um, but I'd imagine that will be settled in the offseason. Um, Baker Mayfield is still on the team. Is that right? Yeah. He, he, I he'll mean, he'll either pissed, be released or traded there. or something. But yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's a strange place. Yes. Um, on the football field, Deshaun Watson being your quarterback is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what, what the Browns offense looks like this year. Yeah. Yeah. And and so since the year 2000, Purdue has now had uh, four wide receivers drafted, and that is two in the last two years. So in since 2000, we've had four wide receivers drafted, one in each of the last two drafts. So can you name the other uh, three players that have been drafted at the wide receiver position for Purdue since the year 2000? Uh, Rondell Moore. Yes, of course. He was last year. Mm, the Packers took Yancey, right? They did. Okay. And then... You got to go way back on the last way one. Way back. Standiford would have been too early? Did uh, he even I mean, get drafted? He did not. Okay. Uh, Sutherland in the 01? That is correct. Okay. Wow. I'm great at, at this. this. You are good at this. 
Uh, Come said so I read it you, earlier. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you didn't have to say that. We would have we would have thought better of you. So there we go. Uh, the third and final Purdue player drafted. Uh, a bit of a surprise because you know he was a former walk-on uh, to Purdue. Uh, it's weird because Zan- he's the one guy that tested well, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Xander Horvath uh, drafted in the seventh round, pick two sixty. Um, I believe just a few slots shy of being uh, Mr. Irrelevant, which, of course, is the last draft pick of the NFL draft. Yeah, he's on um, the Chargers with me. Yeah, <laughs> you and Xander Horvath now uh, on the Chargers. But as you said, um, he was the one who, on a pro day uh, at Purdue, just tested out of this world because he is. I mean, he's big. He's strong. He can really bowl people over. So Apparently, he's kind of fast. Yeah, he is. He, he is fast. But uh, – he really only got the chance to show that in about a season and a half at Purdue. But again, he, he came in and was a walk-on. So it's it's amazing that he got the opportunity to be on the field at all. Are uh, we walk-on you? It sure seems like it. We, we've had a lot of Him and Grady Eifert? Yeah. Aiden O'Connell? Great. Gosh, it's it's unbelievable that Aiden O'Connell is a walk-on given what he's done at Purdue. But um, So I don't really know a whole lot about the uh, Chargers running back situation. Just Austin Eckler, off, baby, off the top of my head. So uh, they've got a lot of them, to be honest. Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson. Um, I'm missing the third guy, smaller guy. Uh, they don't have anyone big like Horvath, so it'll be interesting if he is. My assumption would be probably more of a practice player, at least his first year. But it'll be interesting if you know if you can be like. Horvath needs to be really good on specialty. Yeah, he's worth say, maybe, it on special maybe he'll teams, be a special teams guy for a little then while. Then you're worth keeping around on the roster. If you're worth keeping around on the roster and you are a utility player like he is, and they don't really have a bad, uh, you know, big running back back there, maybe you do some H-back stuff, some fullback stuff. Uh, that would be the way you would break in. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah, although, I mean, the fullback really is like a dead position in the NFL. For- um, I mean, the, and they run a lot of shotgun. The the last like good fullback really probably was Mike Allstott. Right. Um, and and he played both running back and fullback. I mean, he played fullback more when they had Warwick Dunn and they had their thunder and lightning with the Tampa Bay Bucks. But um, it really is a position that doesn't get a lot of credit and uh, truly is is a dying breed in the NFL. And I want to use this time now to shout out that I think it's absurd that Mike Allstott is not in the NFL Hall of Fame uh, because he's one of the greatest uh, fullbacks of all time. So that is my soapbox, but I don't think he'll ever get in because uh, fullback is a truly un- underappreciated uh, position with voters and with everybody who runs the NFL Hall of Fame. So it's criminal, but that's what it is. Fair enough. All right. So now rumbling, uh, bumbling, stumbling, dumbling. So since we've since the NFL draft has ended, we've had, I believe, four players who were either given uh, invites to minicamp or actually signed as undrafted free agents. Uh, Demarcus Mitchell signed with the New England, New England Patriots. New England uh, Pats always have a Purdue, <laughs> Purdue defensive player. It's true. Always. They always find somebody. And they always play well. Yeah, yeah, and, and I Bentley, who was it, Ninkovich before that? Yeah, and Bentley is still on the Patriots. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, Mitchell was good. Like yeah. when he could play, he was really good. And then uh, who we have? Alec Jalen Alexander for the Bears. The Bears, yep. Stand local. Um, I know when we talked about this team throughout the season, I thought Alexander was great on defense. I thought yeah, he, he would was... be a good pro because good body, really fast, and just moves all over the field. And he really improved um, mm-hmm. from the year prior. Yeah, I think uh, teams, when they sign a guy that quickly, uh, the way Mitchell and Alexander did, those teams had their eye on them. They, yeah, they that's, are a, that's a guy you would, 
Yeah, that's a guy you had on your board and were like, we don't think anyone else is going to take him, so we're not going to waste a pick. But as soon as the draft is over, we'll call him and then bring him in. Yeah, so exciting to see those two. I think those both will probably make a roster and probably stick around and have a good five to ten year career. They're both pretty athletic. Um, They both had some pretty big moments on a defense. Uh, You know, Purdue's defense was really good this season. Yeah. And a good way to do that is having NFL talent on your team. And I think it will bear out that we had quite a few NFL players on that side of the ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. So two more folks who are getting NFL opportunities, Tyler Witt, um, who came to came to Purdue as a transfer, um, signed a rookie minicamp deal with the Atlanta Falcons. Not much talent down there. No, no. So they've they've definitely had some trouble down in uh, Atlanta. So uh, maybe a good landing spot for him. He can have an opportunity because it's not as if they've exactly been crushing people. And poor Matt Ryan, who was down there, was just on his back all the time. So uh, you got to think they're looking to improve the uh, offensive line position. And uh, finally, Jackson Anthrop joins the long line of Anthrops who are going to uh, have an opportunity to join the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Danny Anthrop did that after he finished up his career with the Boilermakers, didn't end up making the roster, but it looks now like Jackson is going to have that same opportunity. Um, I don't really expect much to come of that, unfortunately. I mean, you know, Jackson is a talented guy, but he is. Yeah, he's very small, um, not incredibly fast. So go on. I mean, it's going to be a tough position for him. But I mean, you know, what an opportunity, what a thing to say he's been able to do. So, um, you know, I hope he beats the odds and finds a way onto the roster. But it's going to be a hell of a tough, uh, tough shot for him. Agreed. Yeah. So um, there's a couple guys who are still out there. uh, Greg Long, Dedrick Mackey. They may find opportunities. But as of recording, they've not found a spot yet. But overall, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty good showing for Purdue in the draft. Three players. Uh, one in the first round, which always kind of, you know, the marquee, um, more people watching that first day than any other day. So you really want to get your name out there. Um, so I think that's really good. And especially now back to back years, Purdue has had a wide receiver drafted. I think maybe that'll help with recruiting. Say, you know, we can take you, we can get you to the league. And it's just it's a I think it's a good sign that Purdue is back to having more than one player getting drafted. Um, hopefully we can build upon that because there were years there where it was getting pretty, pretty lean uh, come the the uh, Daryl Hazel years as far as NFL talent. So we really need to to replenish that NFL talent. So we see those guys not only uh, succeed in the NFL, but also help with recruiting, make some money, kick some back to Purdue, maybe do an NIL collective. Who knows? Uh, a lot of stuff could happen there. Yeah, um, I think talent might be good for football. <laughs> It's, you know, I think that might be a, a real revelation. Uh, so it's good to get back to that. Get good yeah. players. Yeah, good players equals good football. Good football equals more money. More money equals more players. You know, it's it's a it's a really good cycle we've got going on here. So let's hope we can take advantage of it uh, in the 2022 season. So, Casey, you got anything else about the NFL draft or where you would want to play uh, as a player? No. No. All right. Well, there we go. Casey's going to be playing with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to go down to Tampa Bay uh, and play for my beloved Bucks. See you in the Super Bowl, Uh, buddy. Yeah. Look look for (laughs) us in the 2023 NFL draft. So uh, that's all we got for you today. Uh, We'll be back with you midweek when we take a look at Eric Hunter Jr. uh, and his time at Purdue. So thanks for listening, everybody, and boiler up. Boiler up.